episode 108 of the Carrying the Culture show. Philly Craft legend uptown in the motherfucking building. And um, my man, you know what I'm saying? So thank you for joining us. Join us again, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you. I put on my yeah. cool glasses, man. They make you, me look you cool, young. You cool enough without them, man. You're one of the coolest dudes in school. You're too cool for school. You're oh, good. okay. All right. Well, then hold on. Hold on. I can be my, my age. Yeah, look at you. You're stupid, yo. <laughs> Everybody, please, um, if you have questions for NM, please use the questions feature down below. We can, that way we can pull it up. Oh, and uh, definitely. Let's get rocking, man. We're going to be on our Philly shit, man, because, you know, I, I spent like eight years there, whatever. It's, it's a, it, I learned a lot there, and uh, it's a, I love the city, and uh, I miss it dearly. So um, so I, I want to, I mean, this, I got questions. Shit, we're going to talk, talk graph, hip-hop, all types of shit. But um, I do have some things for you. So let's get into it, man. Like, what, what makes, because you're born and bred, right? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Born, like, born and raised. raised in Philadelphia from Germantown. So I was born and raised there, absolutely. Right. So, so I, I lived in Germantown. I, I, I was always at Germantown, Cheltenham, and shit like that and stuff. So oh, yeah. I, lived, I was in Mount Airy, too. So um, what makes Philly Philly, man? Like, like take, a, take us in, because... I was, I, even though I was there for eight years or so, I was still an, still an outsider. So what makes it, what makes Philly, Philly? Um, man on the island. I always say man on the island. Like, everybody here feel like that Philly is its own world. They don't look outside too much. Well, in my generation, we ain't look outside for trends. We ain't look outside for, like, guidance. We kind of had our own thing going on here from the way that we talk, the way that we dress the hip-hop that we like. I mean, we like New York artists and, and, you know, big artists, NWA, big artists, we like them. But we still had to think for our own artists, you know what I mean? So I think that um, we always had an identity, and our identity is just a gritty one. It's, it's, I mean, part of it is just the aesthetics of it, man. It's a chocolate town. It's a pride about being in a black city to us. If you're black, if you're black, you got a pride about being in a black city. So, you know what I'm saying? We, you know... Philly is that man on the island kind of thing. You know what I mean? We don't really need y'all. We love everybody else, but we don't need them to function. We feel like we got it going on here. And it's it's not always 100% true, but it is, it's our truth. You know what I mean? With everything. Man, that's In sports, it don't matter. Sports. You know how they say uh, Detroit against the world, L.A. against the world? That was already in our DNA. <laughs> we was already like Philadelphia against the earth. That's just kind of how it went down. Right, right, right. No, I, I, and I felt that when I was there as far as, like, the, the energy of the people that, I, you know what I'm saying, that I was rocking with. So just they, they vibe and stuff. Like, so you grew up in, in that's Germantown, right? Yeah, Germantown, Mount Airy. That was, like, the area that I grew up in. I had a lot of family in West Philadelphia, South Philadelphia, and North Philadelphia. So I always was all over the place. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, kind of opened up the whole thing to me, like, go where you want. <laughs> You know, the, the only thing was be safe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, the, I, I will tell you this, though, when we're talking about unique stuff, with the, with the, with the style of hip-hop, the hip-hop culture, yes, we're different. But in graph, we are uniquely different. We are uniquely different. We really don't share the same tendencies or even the same ideology in a lot of cases as other graffiti writers. So... I, I just want to say that from the door so that people won't think I'm lumping it all in. Because, you know, 
hip hop. We got to think about a lot of the biggest hip hop artists that we had in the beginning. We didn't even know they was from Philadelphia. A lot of people didn't know Sweet T, who was one of the first women signed, was a, a rapper from Philadelphia. They had no idea because she was being marketed around New York niggas and shit like that. You know what I mean? So we just thought that they made it big. You know what I mean? Right. You ain't look at it like, like that's a Philly artist, or at least I didn't because I was young. Right. right. But no, they, they didn't push. They certainly didn't push that narrative that she was from Philly. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like not not a lot of people knew that. You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of, and I didn't know it early on. I ain't gonna front like I knew it early. I mean, I, I found out later. Exactly. You know I, I found it out later too. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> because I you, rock to it. And you, you from? I you rock from to it. it. So it's definitely a joint. Yeah. But yeah. So I love my city. So, so so on a like a, um so I definitely want to continue talking about so like on a um on a rap on an MC standpoint like and like if you look at it Philly's had some cats yo so like who who do you rock with heavy who are like your Philly like yo I, that's that's my you know what I'm saying you really fuck with heavy we went through this before I ain't gonna lie to you I remember you asking me this question before. <laughs> And I think I answered Meek because I felt like Meek had done more because he was so big, you know, at the time as far as making money and being like the forefront of the younger people's idea of hip hop. But then you hit me with the black thought at the end and I kind of started hating a little bit. I was uh, like, oh, it's too easy. It's too easy. But then after reflecting, that yeah, black is the illest dude that's ever touched the mic in philadelphia whenever i listen to his music now it's just so precise crisp so intelligent it takes you there it's still got the cadence it's still got the energy it's still it's like wow this man is a beast he's better so i can't run. huh he's better in my opinion i i'm not gonna lie i do find that there's a maturity and like a refinement in the way he kills it now but the fact that he still kills it like when i look at him like you look at the most deaf and those dudes, those are, you know, lyrical, lyrically nice dudes. A lot of people like them. But I feel like he is still way iller. Like back in the prime when everybody was kicking like that. You remember now, the roots was around back De La Soul days, they was out trying to get their music out. That backpack era. What they I'll give you I'll give you some heads. And, uh, and I forgive me for and forgive me for not remembering that we discussed some of this earlier. So uh, we we were all over the place in that first build. So um yeah. I'll give, I'll, give you, I'll give you some heads um, as far as you tell me, like, what your, this is your opinion as far as Philly Cats. Um, three times dope. ESC. Man. Top three. Top three. He just dropped in my top three no matter what just because not only was he the illest artist in Philadelphia, success-wise, you know, he, he wrote songs from Mariah Carey, he wrote songs for Beyonce, you know what I mean? And he told me that face-to-face, -face, his participation in Baby Boy and all that. I'm, I was, you know, I did a track with him. Me and my man Grands did a track with EST called uh, B-O-S-S, Brothers of the Same Struggle. I'm going to try and find it, let you hear that, man. But yeah, we, we dropped the track one night. ES my OG, but I gave him top three because I always wish he went further. See, I wish he had more albums. I know he did tremendous things back in the days, but I wish he had more albums. I thought his funk was so real for Philly. That's yeah. all. It's like a heartbreak. Speaking <laughs> on that, man, because EST was fucking nice. So, like, those three three times, like, he was nice with it, man. And, and, and I would love to see him, like, 
progress longer, like or be out in the forefront longer, like because I I posted some like freestyle joints or some him like his radio interviews and spots, and he's like, yo, he going in. He you know he, he has. And if he, you think about it, if you peep him back in the day, if you ever got to see him, the way his swagger was, he was a young man, but he carried himself like a grown man. You know what I'm saying? Like people didn't peep. He was a young man, but he carried himself like a grown man. He had a whole swagger. You know, Kwame and them had their hair cut. They were, I'm not going to say Kwame. Kwame is a very lively, you can see him on the internet now. He's a very lively kind of MC. Yeah, Back then, he was kind of clownish. He was kind of clownish with some of the stuff he was doing, you know, polka dot draws and stuff like that. But they all had the gumbies and they had them dyed on the top with the S curl and all this crazy stuff. ES had that, but it was smooth though. <laughs> ES had them them crazy haircuts, but they were smooth. Remember, he had the EST, the acniculous one, the greatest man alive. That was a wave here in Philly. Style of my head like a new wave Afro. EST, well, fellow, he yep. killed it. He was. I'm sorry, man. He's one of my favorite MCs, but he's top three all time. Um. Okay. So then, uh, I'll give you. I toss out. Beanie Siegel. And, that whole, and, and I would say, I'll lump in that whole state property click, like as far as PD crack and, and fucking uh, freeway. How, what you what you feel? What's your thing on them? Because people are either, either fuck with them or they really didn't. PD crack, not enough. Beanie Siegel, obviously cut suet, legs cut from under him too many times. Freeway, consistent as much as any MC could possibly spit. He was moving even when they weren't moving. He was still performing. He was still doing things. He was still doing independent music. He was really trying to fight to have a good career as a, as a real artist. I think Freeway put in mad work that people don't understand about. I think he was a fly. I think he's a fly MC. Only thing that really I think ever got in his way when he was out here like that was the, uh, the illness that he was going through. You know what I mean? Um, I know he was having problems, me medical problems or whatever. But still, I still think he's one of the illest. And his style wasn't really my twist. But I'm saying he put in a lot of work. And as an MC, I think he's, his his music is good, though. It became solid. So yeah. uh, um, that's how I would rate them as far as in a list, one, two, three. Obviously, Beanie on the top, Freeway, and then P.D. Craig. You talk about Skino and all the rest of them, they, they just keep falling. Yeah. It just keeps going down. After that, no matter what, it's not no no get this against them, but that's 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 the top three of that period, I think, for me. All right, before we continue on to another to, to, to more MCs from Philly, let's go back to this MC shit, yo. Like, you, what you mean you did a traffic? I mean, I'm a little bent, so like, I, I didn't follow up. But you, what you, let's talk to me about that for a minute. Like, I, I can't just let you just gloss over, like, I did a track. I, I used to, I, man, I spit up, I, I did a couple albums, man. I used to, um. Me and my man Grants had a group called B&G Brown and Grants. And we used to perform. We opened up for uh, Dice Raw and uh, Gene Gray one night down in Chemistry. We opened up for uh, uh, The Genius up in Red Hook in New York. We did, uh, we would do shows with Coltrane. And remember, uh, what was that group? It was a husband and wife. All oh, they beautiful people, man. They were signed to um, Michael Jordan and Jill Scott and them label. Uh, Kendra Soul. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, we, we did a track with them. We did a... If you ever check on the movie Infamy, if you listen to the soundtrack of Infamy, me and me and Grants and DJ Sat One have a track on there called um, Grab Superstar. Now, 
Now you can look that track up. It's still there. It's called Grab Superstar. That was for the soundtrack of Infamy. So we were doing things. I had about three or four mixtapes done, like two albums recorded. But this, the music business, the music business, I learned about it real quick. I wasn't, I, I didn't have that hunger. I didn't have that hunger to go through that fire. I saw a lot of people getting burnt and cooked. I heard a lot of, you know, a lot of greed. I felt a lot of hands reaching in, grabbing me, telling me what to do, trying to get me to sign things, all types of weird stuff. And a lot of this was coming from the muscle. I was putting up the money. I used to be a dope dealer. So the money was coming from the streets. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm, so, I'm, I'm me and my homie, we got a show. I'm like, come on, we're going to get cuts. We're going to go get fresh outfits. What's your jewelry looking like? What's your kicks looking like? You know, we sharp as a blade. We're going to get the cars. We're going to go roll. We pull up, bang. We looking like we already doing this. But this dope money that's making us look like that. So what we had to do was get on stage and prove we could spit. And that's where, you know, we learned how to be MCs because getting that crowd in Philly, that's like pulling teeth out of dinosaur. I don't know if you know what Philly crowds is like. To get a Philly crowd to rock with you, you better be good. And we learned to be good enough to get them crowds to, to mess with us. So when we show other people that, they were like, yo, why don't you open up for us? You know what I'm saying? So we opened it up. Down chemistry. It was lovely, man. I, I had a great time. But my love for graph took me in a totally different path. Where my love you... for graph was like, I got to get outside. Yeah, you got joints. Like, can I hear some of them? Where, where they at? Where they at? I'm telling yo, you could, yo, I'll be finding stuff that I did on YouTube. I found a joint I did with uh, this guy, Simon Moore, called Danger. What's the group? Simon Moore, C-I-M-E-A-A-M-O-R, is called Danger, featuring NM the Great and General Grands. I believe that's a track that's on, like, YouTube. It should be on Simon Moore's project. We talk fucking decades. What was it? B&G. Now, if you look on, now here goes something funky. It's a live performance online of me and Grands with Tanzania. I don't know if you know about this chick, Tanzania. Tanzania, she she she's with Cinema Seven, Baby Black, and all them. She a songbird, beautiful voice, and we did a track with her. So we picked that track for our our, our show that night. One well, one of the tracks we were going to do for that show because you know she came out. We were going to do it without her, but she came out and she rocked with it. It was soulful. It was nice. And believe it or not, somebody caught the whole thing on video. Because back then, I wasn't hip to the game. I wasn't like, put a camera here. Yo, get out there with your phone. I just wasn't thinking. I was always like, yo, we got to get ready for this show. You know you know how we going to rock, right? Because we would practice. You know, we was really about trying to be performers. We weren't really about like, you know how they taught that studio game? They said, yeah, we went to the studio. We lounged. But we actually had practice times, be like, we practiced. Now, yeah, we was blowing and smoking and, you know, we, we was getting destroyed, but we were still working towards our craft. We had no fear in front of the, in front of the crowd at the stage. Wow. I had no fear in front of no crowd. I eat a crowd alive. I, I look right in your eye like, what up, cuz? You know what I mean? Like, I love you, baby. You know, like, we were. Mike, how do you know that shit? Yo, so we got a question that I'm going to pull up only because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a uh, loaded question, but oh, I'm gonna go you, for it. But I'm gonna let you tackle this question. Go right? ahead. It's a, I know it's, it's always when it's, it's loaded. When he say it's that, loaded. I know 
It's it might loaded as fuck. Say, loaded. All right. You ready? It's loaded. Oh, it's loaded. Because the person also doesn't even have a picture up, so they don't. You know what I'm saying? But here we go. Here you go. How are you in TDK? If you're in Philly, just wondering because I'm from Oakland. TDK is mostly is a Bay Area Oakland crew. All right. And that's hey, let's let's talk about. It. I like that. How am I supposed to be in TDK? I'm gonna tell you something. Hold on. Uh, that's from you, fuck fuck bar so they're clearly from the Bay Area. No, of things, I, you know what I'm saying. So. I totally feel my man. Hey, look, I got something to tell partner because I want him to understand what it's really hitting for. You can't be in TDK. Well, you couldn't be in TDK when I got in TDK unless you actually was down with TDK. So I lived on 73rd of Arthur Street. Now I know you said you from the you from the town, so you know where that's at, right? East Oakland, right? I'm coming right. I'm living right down the street from um the mall. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because I went to Castle Mount High School. Now you feel me? Starting to understand something. I lived out in the Bay, bro. That's where I'm. That's what I'm talking about for many, many years. You know what I'm saying? All my partners is from the Bay, from the 500s, 53rd Street. Stay my 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 homie Hannibal. I'm gonna start cussing and all that. All my peoples up Fruitvale. If you don't know who I am, go ask Crash TDK. Go ask Stash TDK. As a matter of fact, I want you to follow me because in the next two days, my man Kufu is flying out from the West Coast, we're gonna do some TDK work. I'm a TDK for life. Let me show you something, man. Dream put me back in TDK back in the 80s. Now, if you look right there, that's my stamp. Now, you can't get that stamp, nobody. you can't get that from nobody else. You gotta get this from the club. I got this at Five and Dime. You know what Five and Dime is, right? That's where all the TDK tattoo artists is at, right? So you know Mr. Dunn did this for me, right? You know, this was Merck's tattoo shop. You already know what I'm talking about, bro. So the question is answered. I lived in the Bay. I've been TDK. See, I don't know how old you is, but I was back there in the. Y'all be thinking I'm young. Let me, let me, let me. I'm 51 years old. Long time ago, when I was a young man, I was living in California. That's where my father lives, my uncles live. I got family still live out there. You know what I mean? My little brother's from Oakland. <clears throat> so now you see the connection family, real life. So you, when you, when you asking me about TDK, you asking me about who I am. You dig what I'm saying? Mike was my, my friend. That's why I'm in TDK. I used to sleep on his floor in Alameda Projects, Buena Vista Projects. You can ask anybody. My jacket's real. I ain't got to validate it. I'm just giving this to you. You know what I'm saying? If you ever see a cat, Lil John, that's his brother. That's like my brother. If you see his son, Kilbo, that's my nephew. TDK is a part of who I am. I carry it with me. I'm real loyal, so it's like something that I hold with me. All right, we're going to move past that now. That wasn't loaded. I think people should know, though. How is it that the East Coast cat is that cool that when he goes somewhere else, they bring him in like family? Uh, it was loaded because because that stuff happens, yo. And and and, and that's like it's it's not like it, it does happen. And the thing is, it's like you know what I'm saying. It was it was a Bay Area person. I mean, it, that's why. So it that stuff does happen. So it, it I, that's where I say it was loaded. But all right, whatever. You I love that. It, I mean, so though, man, because they should know that that's a real connection in America. You know, that's what happens. American kids go through things. Yo, I I got kicked out of Philly. They're gonna lock me up. I had to go to the Bay. I went to the Bay. I just got into more dirt. But these are the cats that saved my life. Space, Stare, Dream, all of them dudes helped me from hurting myself. They was like, come with us. You know what I'm saying? They said, you a bad kid, <laughs> but you could be a good man. You know what I'm saying? Like, they brought me in. They gave me direction. As friends, we protected each other. I'm TDK for life, bro. 
Nobody gets to ask me. No, you know, I mean, you can ask me about it, but nobody really can question me about that. Nobody can take that from me. Any TDK member alive, they can take that from me. All of them know me, and and I love them, and they love me. That's why. That's why it works. That's why TDK works. That's why it's such a strong thing. Now, the fact that you know about it is a good thing. But you need to support Dream Day because last year we wasn't able to have it. And I don't think the community came out strong enough to do that. So while you on here asking me about TDK Day, about me being a TDK, why don't you support Dream Day? That's what I need from you. That's, going, that's what you're going to do for TDK. Support Dream Day. Make sure that we have it next year so that the community is supportive and you guys are with it. Show your face in the place. All right. All right. Sorry about that, bro. Right? Oh, you're good, man. I mean, you had you asked a question. Instead of voting to now, and we keep moving. You're a nice fellow, you know. what I'm saying you, we kept it. We kept it moving. Um, all right. Uh, let me see. We give you another. Oh, we kept one, it more Philly, one more Philly MC. Uh, what about Cassidy? Mm. You pausing for a while, so I, I mean, it tells me. Does something. it wore off? The magic wore off a long time ago. The 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 non-ability like they they called this flaw out real early. It was like you can't do a song, you know what I mean? He started, you know, yeah, he did songs with R. Kelly and other people and all that, but he couldn't make a song go. He couldn't make a song rock on his own. And I think that's what people were talking about. And then what he did with the battle thing, it was entertaining. But now that's where I'm at with. You an entertainer. I'm not looking at you as an MC no more. I'm looking at you as an entertainer. So now I can't really put you in the in the. I can put you if they say successful people. I can say it one time. Cassidy was the most successful rapper. You know what I mean? At one time he was popping harder than anybody in Philly, right? He was doing his thing. When they say top ten rappers, he's at the bottom end of that joint because you know what I mean. I might. Hey, I, I got a lot of other people. I might go. I, I'm telling you now, a lot of people gonna be him. Bahamadia going to be him. A lot of people going to be him on my list. Easy. And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, eh. And he was a punchline king. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he ran that, out of punchlines for me. Yeah, that <laughs> translate that well into, like, making songs and making albums, right? Projects and shit. So, no, I, I got you. It makes sense. Um, yeah, Bahamadia is another. She's a killer, man. Killer. Killer, 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 killer. For not, not, not for a female. <clears throat> Or a female or nothing, just kill it. Oh, she broke that barrier down a long time ago without even having to say it. I thought that was the, the, the really illest thing about Bahama did. You know, they knew she was a woman, you know what I mean? But they didn't question, like, any MC stuff about it because her songs were solid, because her music was solid, and people was enjoying it. It just was easy. It was easy to accept, and it was solid. And she never really came out of her lane, you know what I mean? It's not like you hear... Muhammad D talking like reckless and stupid or anything inflammatory. How do I how do I say it? Uh, any salacious? She don't really do all that. No, no. no solid music, man. I dig it. I think yeah. it's solid. Yeah, she she she's fired. She's fired. So yo, um, what are you? Let's I want to let's jump to this graph shit for a minute. So yeah, I'm waiting for you, man. I'm waiting for you to ask me something. Some questions I want to clear up. Just. Just, just because here's the thing, my like, just, just a, you know, as far as a disclaimer, or whatever. Like, I wrote for like actively five years, and I got arrested like a bunch of times. Like, I had years hanging over me, so I had to stop. So I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't go to jail for graffiti. 
He said, I'm I'm now working. I'm going to jail. Yeah, I'm going to go for some real shit. You know what I'm saying? So it just, hey, look, if it's not working, it's not working, bro. Work, so you know what I mean, but like my love for it, and I still keep a marker on me and do it. You know, my love is like you know. So just disclaimer there. So I, I just want like, so as a person who didn't like continue with it, based on you know circumstances, like I, I, I like to get clarification on rules, if you will. So what's your definition? Okay. What's your definition of a toy? Um. Okay. Hey, quick fast, I don't even believe in the word. I think it's, a, I think, I, I don't believe in the word toy. I believe it's a word that uh, um, an older, more mature writer <clears throat> likes to use to, to make a younger, up and coming writer feel insecure. They like to, they like to take advantage of the fact that they know you're green and so they throw it on you. Um, they, the only time it feels justified is when that person who is new is kind of acting cocky. Then they're like, yeah, you're a toy for the way that you act and Right, well, right. you a toy for what you did because you don't know the rules, you know, that kind of stuff. But I don't like it because it's a denigrating word. I mean, every it, technically, everybody that ever grabbed a can was a toy when they first started. Everybody. So that's why it's weird for me. But if I had to pick a definition, it would have to be for one that just blatantly disrespects other artists and other the writers and all the rules that kind of go along with the street writing because right. they're unsaid rules. It's just like, you know, you just not supposed to crowd me like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know that you're doing is you're doing the same tight handle I'm doing. You know, you biting my stuff. You just disrespect. You know that kind of stuff is real. I mean, it's real. Right, right, I see right. casting bite your name, whole name, and add a letter and be like, oh, this my name. You like hold up, Cannon. You know what I mean? I've been doing this for X amount of years, putting in work, really putting in work. Like you don't. This ain't no part time thing for me. I live this, right, right. so it's different. You know what I mean? I, I, but Toy is a funny word for me because when I see him use it now, it's usually used by somebody who don't even really don't even know how to do grad. As a novice themselves, and they just trying to rank somebody because they like, you know, it's the dude who likes all the top ten writers, and because he talks to them and, and on the on the post, he thinks they're his buddies. Now he goes out and disses this young dude because he's like, I know good graph and yours sucks, and it's like, yeah, but homie, you not the one. You suck. So why you why you? Listen, my man, and you're setting a terrible precedent here for people to just disrespect each other over their talent level. Right, right. Graph well, uh, talent yeah, no, is a good, it's a pass. Yeah. Graph talent is a path. You got walking. Right. No, it's a good definition in terms of, I mean, to, more of a toy mentality than, than, than anything, like as far as Exactly, like, the mentality. Like, it is the mentality. shit, not necessarily. Yeah, I've seen that a lot in the graph. In the graph world, as far as like older cats really trying to, not older, but like cats maybe writing maybe a couple of years longer than somebody, whatever, try to pull rank, if you will, on some shit. No, like, this Philly. Know, this Philly, this Philly, you got writers here that are 60, 70 years old, man, for real. Street writer, bombers, like real bombers, like 60, 65 years old, and they'll rank you. <laughs> oh, nigga, you ain't doing nothing. You don't even know what the fuck you doing. They, they'll rank you. It's not a problem. You gotta remember, we got three crews that have been around for decades that all still have active writers in the street. ICP has active writers right now writing in Philadelphia. Every year, every season. KIW, active writers, all of them. They've been keeping it going for a minute, but they, you know, not, I don't think as long as ICP, but they definitely have been keeping it going on for a long time. These are not young kids, bro. These is like. Veterans coming back for they coming back for for 
good season is like, yeah, it just they never stop. And it's 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 a wild thing to witness, man. Graffiti here is is a living history. A lot of people don't realize it's like a living history. You watch it unfold and keep unfolding. And the buff comes and they disappear and then you know, they're back out again. And every season is an excuse to do it. Oh, it's fall. The leaves is dropping. Oh, it's snowing. It's getting ready to be cold out. It's time to go out. Ain't nobody going. Everybody going in early. It's getting darker. Oh, it's springtime. Yo, it's nicer out. You can wear shorts. Oh, it's summertime. We can play late night. There is not a season that we have that isn't for doing grass. Every season is for doing grass. So these cats go out constantly. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. It's a couple. I, I'm going to tell you right now, a bull right now is the king of the city. He the king of the city. Hands down. I don't I don't fraud. He is the king of the city. He's been constant for at least the past five years of destroying everything in the city as a bomber. He hit me up the other day like, yo, hit my phone. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't want to open that can up. I'm like, damn. This boy, he'll have me out there. He'll turn me out to these streets, man. I don't want to do that. I want to <laughs> take my time. I just turned 51, bro. <laughs> but he he's a man. You know what I'm saying? He's not a kid. He's a man. And, and this is, you know, it's a part of the, the, the lifestyle. I'll probably be out there still. You know, I always got you always got to make a run. But we kind of do it as a real-life thing. I think a lot of dudes, they pick and choose, man. They be like, oh, yeah, man, I was working, just doing plumbing for about five years. I kind of put it up and say, Philly writers really do be working and keeping cans in their cars, man. Philly writers, do, they get off at the dollar store and they got a can in the bag, bro. You think I'm bullshitting? They really do be out here with the dollar store jacket getting up like, yo, no problems. And they'll do it every year in and out because it's a lifestyle here. It's not like... I'm telling you, bro, it's a lifestyle. It's not like in other places I see dudes and they get upset. But I'll be like, listen to me, God. I'll be watching y'all in New York, too. Some of the dudes y'all like two years ago ain't nowhere around nowhere anymore. That's why a lot of y'all still going vibing back towards the real, the real legends. But a lot of your legends left and are just now coming back. You know what I'm saying? The big gaps in the, you know what I mean? Big, ain't no gaps in Jonsky shit. Catism got small gaps in his history. It ain't no big gaps. These dudes be banging. They've been banging. They stay banging. If CR Star was alive, rest in peace, there would be no gaps in his shit because every year he'd be at the walls. I'm telling you, it's like, that's the difference for me. When I look at the rest of everybody else, I'll be like, yeah, but y'all don't really kind of live it. Like, my homies really live it. To them, it's a Friday night. Hey, what you doing? You know, Bait be like, what's up? You know, Bait get his team. What you doing? They get together, get some drinking. You know what I mean? Him and Stan, and they be out. You'll see it. You'll be like, dang, they just took the ab. Oh, these boys is all up on the roof. What they doing? You see the evidence because they live it, and it's constantly going. And that's the only thing I think is different. Some people um, in other cities, like my, my man Siva, 640, I love him, man. He's a constant. He lives it. It's a day-in, day-out thing for him. It's always a part of his life. He doesn't disconnect it. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, oh, yeah, I got work. I got to take care of my kids. Oh, yeah, I'm going writing. Like, you know, oh, yeah, and I love the football and the basketball. Like, it's a part of life. Like, we're mixing it in like it's life. We're not separating and going, oh, in 92 and 94 was my time. And I hate to say it, but I see a lot of dudes in New York and other places. That's that's their that's the history. They could put it in books. They'd be like, so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, I'm hoping my children go, so-and-so, and he rested in peace. Like, I'm doing my thing so I can't no more. 
<laughs> That's what yeah. I thought it was supposed to be. So I, I think that no. I think in the um, I don't know if it was the same documentary you were in um, on Philly writers. Um, I think it was was this, I think it was a dude Nax. He was like he was he had his kid with him and he was just saying like yeah like he he was like pushing a stroller and shit and was yeah. like get up and he was like. He was like, yeah, like I, I write, I do what I do. She was like, yeah, daddy's next. You know what I'm saying? He's like, daddy, she knows daddy's next. Like, my, my homies, I, I, I know some of their sons, some of they because of the streets and because of the graph, and they cool with. They be like, yo, you know, like my man is saying, yo, yo, my, you know, my pop right, so and so. I be like, oh, that was my boy. He be like, yeah, I know he was talking about you. I be like, oh, okay, what's up? But this a this a grown man. He's just like 20-something, right? I'm 50. So, so me and his pop was tight. <laughs> we was out in the streets acting crazy. His pop told him war stories. He runs into me thinking, you still out here, OG? My pop told me about you. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's a different world. But yeah, me and your pop lived it. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate that, man. I, I love the connection to the next level artist. That's dope. Because that's really what, yeah, that's what really what happens. These younger artists come around me. They be wanting to share all of their art, you know, like, yo, and come through this, you know. Well, they don't reach out to other old heads like that. They reach out to me like, yo, be a part of this, or do you want to paint? They feel like I'm still willing to be active enough to come out and chill. And I, I like that part of the game. You know what I'm saying? I met yeah. a lot of great writers um, that were younger than me. You know what I'm saying? They're like 10 years younger than me. Like, oh, this dude, like 25. This kid, like 30-something. I'm already 40-something out here. Like, yo, that was 10 years ago. I was out 40 years old writing. Like, look at these young boys thinking they got something on me. Let me burn these dudes on the wall. You know what I mean? Of course. Wound, That's up, what wound up now. They're older now. You know what I'm saying? They got younger people that look up to them for their art. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to do the right thing and, like, give them lanes to make money, give them lanes to figure out who they're going to be. Art is real, like, transferable put it that way really transferable yo that's dope as shit like the house being being passed down especially in philly yeah. um let me ask you a question i came out to like well i was living there if i started writing like actively in the city as an outsider would i be do you in your opinion should i be required to 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 get nice with the philly so like honestly Honestly, if you're not from Philly and you write graffiti and you got your own hand style, do your hand style. Do your hand style. You think, do you think that if I went to Singapore, they would like to see my version of Mandarin? I wouldn't think so. I don't think they would want me to just decide I'm going to start writing something. They'd be like, you don't know what you're doing. And it'd be, it's nice the attempt, right? He's like, oh, that's nice. He's doing it. But you're messing it up. It just looks ridiculous. You're making a mess here. And so when somebody else does it, it lacks all of the, uh, the stuff that makes it good for us. There's no passion in it. You're just trying to execute something. You're trying to Xerox something. You're trying to, like, recreate something you've seen. But you don't really feel it, do you? Do you really feel it? Do you do letters like that? Is what I would say because... You got to sit down with these cats while they discuss an A, while they discuss a D, the whip on it, how tall it need to be, you know, the flow, that, what you could connect to it. These Philly dudes are like scientists with their letters when it comes to the handle. And people don't get it. 
Cause they see it, they see him do it, they see me do it, and they say, "Oh, you do it with ease." I'm like, "Yeah, of course." It's the, you practice something every day of your life, every day of your life, whether you want to or not. Trust me, you, you can do it fluently. Anything, you know what I'm saying? But you got to put that work in. So for me, this is what I was born and bred. This is what I've been doing. I'm like, you think I want to see somebody else do that badly? Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to do it badly. I'm trying my best. I'm gonna mess it up sometimes too, but I'm trying not to. You think I want to watch you do it? I feel like do your thing. Do your thing. If you're from Philadelphia, it's kind of an unwritten rule. You learn what's going on out here. Now give us your take on it. Do it nice. Do it by our standards. Stay with the traditions. But give us your idea. Go ahead, spin it. Spin it as best you can. Give us something we can call yours. And then your name will go in the book. That's how it always works. Mm -hmm. Every every Philly artist comes up with that one thing that they do. Bam! Dang, do that tall print. Bang! That's it. Dane, he write the same. Dane will deliver. Bam! That's it. It's in the history books. Everybody knows Dane will deliver. That Dane saw print is forever famous. Dane had passed away decades ago. May he rest in peace. But he's still a classic Philly writer. And any writer who knows Philly hands, Philly names will always be like, Dane, yeah. Because Dane, eye to eye, into it. Dane was the man. Yo, are there any... um? Philly, are there any cats in Philly right now that you know of, or even in the past, that were that moved to Philly that you fuck with? That like that were out like outsiders that like just kind of just moved to Philly, you know, that you caught up with or whatever. Most of, most of the dudes that moved to Philadelphia to learn hairstyles, or, or I don't know if they just moved here to live here or whatever it may have been the case. Um, it's not that they've ever befriended me. Um, like. Oh, I if they can hold their own here, if you can hold your own here and these dudes will accept you, who am I to kick you out? I'm not yeah. trying to be the one to be like the hater boy, you know what I'm saying? So if you can if you can take the heat, you deserve to see. What am I gonna what am I gonna do? You know yeah. what I mean? So these guys come to Philly, they live here for a few years. I tell you one, my man Sense. Sense came from uh, Maryland. Me and Sense were boys, these are my crew. You know what I'm saying? KTS. And uh, Sense was silent. And he he learned on his own. I didn't teach him anything. He wanted he figured out the style that went best with his name. He worked with the letters. He's got his own Philly hand. I never was offended that he did that hand because he didn't do it a lot. He didn't just run around like, okay, this is my thing. He just said, I've been practicing one. I want to always be able to have an attempt at it. Just a respect for it. You can't be mad at somebody for wanting to try, but he didn't try and make that who he was. When people do that, I get a little upset. Mm. When you try and take on the identity of my city, I think it's weird. I think you got to stop. You know what I mean? Like, as much as I love town business, as much as I love Oakland, I don't try and take on the identity. Them brothers know me for me, and they, you know, and they love me for me, me. They don't care about, you know, whether or not I'm running around saying town business all day. You know what I mean? They know I'm from Philly. But they, you know, they got fam love for me. Here... I just, I personally um, think that hairstyle politics in Philadelphia is, is, is hard to explain on one simple subject because everything's connected to something else. That's, that's all I can say. Everything is connected to something else. You come to Philadelphia, you want to learn the hairstyles, you kind of got to learn the people too, right? If they accept you, who am I? I'm to kick you out, even though people will be like, hey, you're not from here. 
you got to withstand that heat. If you can withstand that, then what can I say? There are lots of artists I think that probably had. I don't know if Curb was down with a lot of artists here from Philly, but he had friends and fam, I guess, down here. So he was accepted by all his friends. I don't remember people asking him to leave or saying he shouldn't do Philly hand styles, and he does a great style. His his curved hand is nice. I see. You know what I'm saying? Hell with him. Huh? He's he's no. Nice. I seen his shit. He's nice, man. Yeah, he's I, nice. I don't, people call it his Philly style, but I'm like, Curve, can't you take some ownership and call it, because I'm not saying that to him, but I feel like he should just call it his style. That's his style. That's your hand, bro. Yeah. Everybody in Philly don't write like him, but yeah. I think that's his hand. You know what I'm saying? I think it looks dope. I think that's a Philly style. It's, it, if, can you get what I'm saying? It's a Philly style, but he owns it. Right. Dig what I'm saying? It's in, the vein, it's in the vein and tradition of everything we do. But it's his signature, so own it. People say, "M, your hand style, Philly style." I say, "No, bro, this is my style. I'm from Philly, so I write in the same ways as a lot of other brothers. Real tall, we, we pull letters. You know, what I mean, we walk letters down walls. We do stuff like that. But this is how I walk them down. See, I, I got a little. Yeah, you know I mean, I do all that. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I got my own thing, bro. And so I feel like. It's his signature, man. Give that man that respect. At the same time, you be giving the culture the right respect. Right, right, right. Let graph be Philly graph, and, and this be your contribution to it. That's what I look at. Because if I started running around talking about this my New York style, I'd probably be catching beefs. I think I would. I think I'd be catching a lot of heat. I think cats be like, what you mean, bruh? Yeah. Uh, they, 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 or they, son? Yeah, yeah, son. And that sun shit. No, they, they get you. They, they be stunning this shit out. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> they be stunning this shit out. And they vicious too. What happened? What they happened? vicious. What happened? What happened? Yeah. Um, yo, so I don't know if you tell me if you talked about this then. Uh, do we talk about graffiti not being a part of hip hop? Uh huh. Did we did we talk about graffiti not being a part of hip hop? Not being a part of my pop? Part of hip hop. Oh, part of hip hop. Yeah, I did talk about it not being exclusively that element of hip-hop that people trying to make it into and that there were so many other forms of music that inspired it and just different types of people. Uh, I thought I thought one of the best examples when we talking about Graf, especially in Philadelphia, was Rock because he was around so much earlier in the 80s and he was all about rock and roll. He was not into hip-hop in any way, but his pieces were so fly and his, his tag was moving. Everybody loved his stuff that people kind of assumed it was hip-hop. They yeah. just assumed it because that was the wave. And I think that's what ultimately happened with graffiti, is that that wave of popular thought, like, oh, yeah, it's the backdrop. I mean, let's be honest. Rappers used it as a backdrop. Everybody did, from Beat Street to any movie you could think of that, that really wasn't... Beat Street wasn't, really wasn't supposed to be about graffiti, right? It's supposed to be about dancing, Beat Street. So, but it's using graffiti... It's his big backdrop. Graffiti's a big thing in it. And I'm just saying, like, yeah, they kind of incorporated that in the marketing. But in the reality, graph has come from all time. Look, Ziggy and all them. No offense. I'm not trying to diss anybody, but Ziggy and them was white boys. Credit and them was white boys. They wasn't listening to hip-hop like that. A lot of and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expected them to. We talking about the 80s. They was rocking to the 80s. They had, like, feathered hair and long mullets and Camaros. Them dudes was like... Graffiti's cool, man. You see my Ziggy? I'm all up and down the highway. You know what I mean? They were killing it, bro. Wasn't nobody stopping them. 
They had long socks with stripes. They was doing it. Yeah, no, no okay. So no, we, we did cover that. Yo, you got a crazy escape story? Crazy escape story. I guess to have an escape story, you got to get away, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you, nah. you don't have to tell. I mean, I, I, I've gotten caught and they're a good story. I, I, a crazy I, I, story. You can tell where you got caught. I mean, I'd, lo I'd love to hear where you got away. But I'll tell you what. It wasn't like, it was like a, it was almost the great escape. All right? All right. So I had, I had surgery on my right leg. I had a cast on it. And I was out with my, my homies. Um, on my foot, you know what I'm saying? I was out with my homies, and it was like 10 of us. We was all getting tags. I'm not even going to say the names, but it was, it was a bunch of cats. We was down North Philadelphia, and we was in the Badlands, and we was all walking around getting slams. And my man passed me the can, and it was right off of Fifth Street, and this car pulled up on the side of me. But I'm acting a little brody because now I'm on medication because of my leg, and I've been drinking, smoking weed, so I'm, I'm tore up from the floor. I'm like, yo, give me that can. So I start to do this big NM woo, with the crown inside of it, right? I'm going crazy silver, too. So it's really, it's getting me hyped as I'm doing it because the can's like, it's like bright, it's like shiny. And it was like, it's nighttime. Lights is hitting. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then I see the red light behind me from the brakes on the car. I'm like, huh? And, and I see, do back. And I go, oh, and I realize there's a cop car with no lights on the top. So I tossed my man the can, whoop, and he like, yo, and and the cops said, get out, and I jump, like, whoa, and I think he thinks I'm not going to run, but I run whoop, around the side of the joint. Now, I think I'm going to come up out this little cast, but I'm still going to run because I'm, I'm on and I want to get away. I'm annoying. It's late. I'm thinking I can get away. It's a little alleyway over here. I'm going to go knock on my friend door. Maybe they'll be up. Let me in. So I run. Cop starts to turn the corner. I turn the little block. It's like Lawrence Street. I go down. It's a lot right there. Now, right there used to be the alleyway that goes in between the, the, the row homes in the back. That's where I was going to slide to. I run over to the lot. Boom. It's a 10-foot gate, like four feet wide. Totally. It's just, just enough to block the alleyway up. They put a brand new gate, chain link fence, like 10 feet high right here. Cop pulling up behind me in the alleyway. I can't climb it. I can't get up there with this foot. I turn around. Cop pulls up. Lights are on me. I run. I jump and slide on the front of the hood. Like the Dukes of Hazard, right across the show. And he's like, you suck. I can hear him. You son of a bitch. And I start running back. He starts to back it up. I see another cop car come down. He turns on Lawrence. Now I'm running at him. The other cop car backing up like this. I'm like, oh, shit. So... I run past him and he's laughing. The second cop car just looking at me laughing like, you are dumb because there is no way I can get away. I see another cop car coming down. So bang, you know, that's it. I give up, right? I give up. I get down. Yo, uh, get down on my knees. They pull up on both sides of me. Dude, dude jumps. I'm down, uh, just like Cumberland Street, like Fifth and Cumberland, right there on the corner. Dude jumps out. They make a V. When they pull up on me, they make a V. Like that. And I'm in between the little V. And he's like, get on your fucking I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm chill, man. I'm not, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to run. I was annoyed my foot, my foot. He like, Matt from behind, right? I'm like, damn, what you do that for? <laughs> right? That's what I said. What you do that for? So now I'm laying down in the chair like, oh, this dude tripping. And I turn around. This nigga pull out his gun 
and go, he looks left and right and go, where the gun at? Where the gun at? I said, yo, bruh, don't shoot me, man. I got a kid, man. I got a job. I just messed up, man. Like, for real. He's like, shut the fuck up. I should, I should fucking shoot you. And he takes the, the, the barrel of the gun. He, like, I have a picture of it, too. It's crazy. Where he, um, I got a picture of the scar. He rubbed it into my head and it made a little ring. <laughs> made a little ring with the, like, he pressed that joint into my head and ripped a little ring in my head. It was crazy, guys. I was like, what is going on with me? Like, my head, I was like, this, this thing really going to kill me? So then I'm like, this is crazy. Man, y'all can't do that. Another cop come around. He like, get up. They, you know, put me in the car. They say, yo, are you, you fucking bananas. You really thought you was going to get away with one foot? <laughs> I was like, yo. I was like, I was moving. He was like, you was moving. He's like, but when you slid over that car, he said, you knew you was going to get your ass beat. I said, yo, I thought I could get away. I thought he was going to let me go. And then he goes, uh, the other cop, the, the cop who was mad at me comes back. I don't want to forget this. Comes back over to the car and he opens the door and he goes, what's up? You want to file a report or you want to go to the hospital? I'm like, huh? He's like, you want to file a report or you want to go to the hospital? And I noticed he don't got his little badge on or nothing. He don't got nothing on. And I'm looking at this cop. He's a white boy and he got a tattoo on his neck. He look a little jacked up. I see he's sweating. He ain't like that little interaction we had. And he was, he was, I think that if I'd have said the wrong thing, he was going to take me for a little ride. You know what I mean? That's, that was, so I kind of was like, yo, man, I ain't trying to make no report, man. He was like, all right, you can take this citation. I was like, yeah, I can take that. I can take it. <laughs> and so then they took me like two blocks and let me go. That's the best I can call an escape story. Everything else, they'd have locked me up. <laughs> I ain't get away enough. You got out of that? I mean, that's an escape. Yeah, thing, I mean, man. well, no, it was a fifty dollar fine. They made me pay fifty dollars. I had to go back to court. Oh, you had to go to court for? I thought you just paid. Like, I mean, no, you me, gotta go to the um. Uh, no, they put you in a and they put you in like a little misdemeanor court. It'd be like five dudes with you. They'd be like, all of y'all plead well, no contest. No, but here's what I'm saying. Since you get caught, you ain't have to go. That you ain't have to go sit in um no holy cell or nothing. They let you no, out they right there. Put, no, I wasn't sitting courtside nowhere. Nah, but that's what I'm saying. Those are not escape joints. I've been in a couple of them, and them not escape joints. Them usually like I woke up in jail like, damn, I drank 151 all last night. <laughs> how how old was that? Yo, how how old were you like roughly when this happened? Uh, wow, I man, I was I was still I was actually that time. I think I was in early 30s. Getting it. Like I've been writing more whole life so I, I i i got plenty of things i could say but i don't want to say cool, you know so what i mean like especially I... because when you start telling stories people like you know what i mean they want to know who is with you and all this especially when you start saying that stuff because a lot of it does especially with graph it entails being with other people yeah, yeah. You, you know like, what i mean you like you like being with other people or you like being uh dolo I, i've learned being dolo is better you, you get more in touch with what you want to do creatively you don't waste your time you know what i'm saying um and honestly i don't really need, need that anymore i don't really need that as much as i used to i used to really have a need to paint with other people like you know oh he's hot i want to go paint with that dude he's doing something now i'm much more comfortable painting with my friends whenever they come around or by myself i don't mind 
my birthday the other day, I got up early, I went out, I painted by myself. You know what I mean? Just because I wanted to. It has nothing to do with anybody else. Right. If I want to go out one night and paint, that's what I'm going to do. It's a freedom that's all for me. And I don't, I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody to hold my hand, right? There ain't nobody to call if you get locked up when you're a grown man, when you, some cats do. The only person for me to call is my lawyer. That's still all on me. I don't need nobody to do any of that. You know what I mean? So if you're going to go out as a man, you really don't need nobody. It's nice sometimes if you trust somebody or you, you really want to do something with that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yo, I really want to get some slams with you. I really like your style. You know, whatever. That's cool. Complimentary stuff. But I don't feel the need to do it no more yeah. at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just, I'm not into that ego sport. I'm I'm cool with that, bro. That's not <laughs> that's not for me. A lot of ego uh, in America, man. A lot of ego. You know that. Yeah, of course. Attention. Huh? So what you yo? What you got uh, before we get out of here? Like what you? I mean, as far as what you can share, you know, I mean, you you selling selling get merch and stuff like that. What you got going on? You know what I'm people. Man, wanna, um, I'm always, I, I'm lucky, man. I'm street sponsored, right? All my people's in the street always, you know, supporting me. You know, I mean, I, I sell a lot of my artwork to real artists. So I'm real lucky in that respect. I haven't, like, totally gone mainstream in my life in anything. I'm still lucky enough to, to be a part of, you know, real culture. That's, and I think that's kind of because I refuse to, to not. You know what I mean? And there's still viable ways for me to produce art for people that can really understand why it's important to me and why mm -hmm. I want to share that with you. People that can get the message and understand the validity in it. I think, you know, with, with, with the way it is now, it doesn't matter if you did 40, 50 years of working something. The internet wants you to, to buy a chip to say that you're certified. You know, that, hey, hey, get a blue chip, you're certified. Man, I've been certified in the streets since 86. I'm not I don't need to ask y'all for that. I'm not trying to get that. I'm never going to do that as long as I can still do what I'm doing. And lucky enough, art is transferable, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Art is transferable. And everybody that I deal with is super positive and supportive. And I love that. And that's really what it comes down to, man, with anything. Any kind of art form, music, anything, bro. Why you think the boy was doing so bad? I thought you was going to ask me. I thought we were going to talk about him. Yeah, it was a. This has been a positive conversation, so I I, I kind of just let that go. I mean, yeah, that, I, let's. Uh, no, I'm glad. No, let's leave it alone. And that's flattering. It's like it's too positive to talk about the dose. <laughs> it's been an upbeat thing. It's been it's been positive. I got some clarity on some on shit, and you, you know, we really we really got to dig deep into Philly, which was very important to me, man. Because again, I was I was there, but. It was at a different stage in my life. I wasn't young, you know what I'm saying. I, but I, but I, I love the city and the, and the fiber of the city. So I want. I, I needed to get your perspective. Eight years. Yeah. Eight yeah. years. Yeah, that's a part of your life. Oh, yeah. you did a little bit. You did yourself a nice little bit in Philadelphia. Yeah, I would expect that you you would remember that time in your life. You no, know, sir. just like I said when I was going back and forth to Cali, you know where you lived and you lived here. I could tell because you always have the same pet. You treat Philly like it's your home. Believe it or not, you totally treat. I've always seen you like have that affinity towards it. Like, no, I got a stake in that, and I know why because you spent so much time here. You lived here, so you know what it is to. I mean, you remind me of a Philly cat. Why do you think I'm always laughing when you calling everybody trash? 
I'm like, oh, here you go. They trashing them again. I was, I was Mount Mount Airy. I was Crittenden Street. I was uh, Upsall. I was West Oak. Crittenden, and people don't even know how to say that word when they see it. He said Crittenden Street. You already know. I know. I was Upsall, Topa Hawking. Well, yeah, I lived on Topa Hawking. Uh, yeah, I lived on Topa Hawking. So that's when we moved to Germantown. I was, I was, I was uh, where all those big ass. Uh, those big ass like houses are. I was I was on that side. It was like it was like it was like big these big old Victorians. Yeah, yeah man, giant really, German I was, mansions. I, I, when I first got, I was like, where we spots? I was copping at Broad, Broad and Erie. I mean, I was copping. I was copping at the Scepter Station over there. At the, they still um, serving. I was copping at Bridge and Pratt. Um, they still serving. I, <laughs> I drove Uber, son, like through through all through. Um, hey, hey, the Crown Fried. The, the best weed up Bridge and Pratt is over by the Crown Fry, bruh. Don't mess with them cats. It's the terminal. Go over to the Crown Fry. It's a young chick over there. She got, she got, she got like a fade. You know, she keep a fade. She kind of, she kind of husky. She, you know what I mean? She wear the flip flops. She got you on the heavy duty. Yo, every spot in Philly is so obscure when it comes to to getting into it. It's so funny to me, man. Like, you can just be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody come at you like gas, gas. They'll pull up on you in the street now. Like they'll literally pull up on you. Yo, what's up, bro? You know I got that gas, bro. You be like, yo, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? She just pull up on me like that. For they really are like crazy now. It's lovely. That's not. That's crazy. I love Philly though, man. I love it. So, excuse me. I'm glad we got to get into it more. So, we got to get out of here. Yo, thank my brains. Thank you, always. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm about to hit you up real quick after we get off. I gotta gotta run something by you. So, um, salute Let's everybody joining. And um, yo, we gonna get this up on the YouTube and everything. We don't get a lot of writers on on the show, so this is very important, man. I always that's why I, I like having you on. Like, is you just you know what I'm saying you do your thing and.